Whew. I just got done doing walking lunges the entire stretch of my neighborhood. Welcome to the quarantine life. So it's it's been a hot minute and we are just hanging out over here like all of you guys and I am seeing over and over and over again this overwhelming amount of insecurity, fear, and complaining in all the mom groups that I'm a part of and even some of my friends are feeling the effects of all of the changes that have happened and I really wanted to talk to you today from an extremely systemized and routine and schedule and plan-oriented mama and business owner and wife and just human, how you can cope with change and the loss of your normalcy. For me, this episode is a bit surprising because I would have assumed that in a time like this, that I would have been really flipped upside down. And surprisingly, this entire experience has been really positive for me. There have been a lot of changes and I've really sat down and I've looked at, well, is this experience only positive because you're experiencing privilege and you are not experiencing the hardships that other people are experiencing? And why has this experience been okay? Why am I doing well? I've had a couple people that um, have checked in with me. My mentor and my coach reached out to me and just a couple people have asked like, how are you doing? And it takes me a minute to respond, but I'm doing well. This loss of normalcy for me hasn't been all that different. There are some things that are really, really hard. My 87-year-old grandmother, she's extremely high risk, and there's no way that we would ever want to subject her. And she has the closest relationship with little Miss B, and they ask about each other every day. Bailey wakes up most mornings and being two and a half, she doesn't understand why the park's closed, the zoo's closed, why church is closed. She's asking to go to all the normal places and she's asking to see Grammy. And it's heartbreaking and it's hard, but there's just no way that we can see her. And for her, the isolation that she experiences as a widow and being elderly it's, it's for real all the time anyway, and we feel very strongly about making sure that she has a continued relationship with all of us in the family, but especially Bailey. It gives her a sense of pride. That is her normalcy. It, we do need her. She helps babysit. She takes care of her on a regular basis, and that has been completely severed, but it's only temporary. I've lost almost all of my income and that's income that we need and that we use. Um, there's been changes to my husband's employment. There have been obvious changes to schooling for my daughter. She's now my oldest. She's now home and we're having to make sure that she is maintaining her education. So 
there have been a lot of changes in my life too. I can't just pick up and go anywhere whenever I want to. But honestly, I am doing well. I I'm not really just coping. I'm taking it upon myself to thrive during this time. And I see so many other people really struggling. And I wanted to bring to you everything that I'm doing to help you take little pieces of what is helping me and put them into place in your life right now in the midst of being hunkered down in the same four walls with the same one to two to four to six people, however big your family is, that regardless of what your day-to-day looks like, no matter what changes come up, no matter what normal is or isn't anymore, that you absolutely have the ability to not just survive, but to thrive. Today's episode is going to be all about the things that I'm doing, the things that you can be doing. And I'm also going to give you some really powerful questions at the very end of this, if you're truly struggling, to help you navigate all of the feelings that you're feeling, to get you out of the fear, out of the pain, out of the worry, out of the sadness, and into a place where you're okay, where you're doing well. I want every single mom in these Facebook groups that talk about all of the pain that they're experiencing from things that don't have to be so painful to experience this episode. I really hope that you take the time to screenshot what you're listening to, share it, leave me a review if it's that impactful for you. But the most important thing that you could do with this episode is you could tell your friends about it. You could share it with them. If you know someone that's having a hard time and struggling, I would love nothing more but for them to listen to this episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves. Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, so here's the deal. I really am feeling okay. And a lot of people can blame it on the fact that I am an introvert or a lot of other reasons. (laughs) Like Like I said in the intro, you guys, I have really worked hard to think about, is this just a perfectly good combination for my experiences, my privileges, my current season, my current situation in my life, my personality, or is it because I truly am making choices and focusing on things that support an experience like this? And I know we're all different, but I truly believe that there are some things that I'm experiencing right now that are a direct result of the 
of the things that I do every day, of the practices that I have in my life. And one of the biggest reasons why I know that I'm doing okay right now is because my foundation for peace and joy and happiness is not in the things that I do every single day. When it really comes down to it, I, I don't feel shaken right now. There are some things that sadden me. There are some things that I'm experiencing with my grandmother and with the loss of income that are disappointing for sure. You know, we work really, really hard to have savings and we work really, really hard to afford things that that make us excited. But we also have worked really, really hard to make sure that consumerism is not at the forefront of our lifestyle. And so I'm okay with the fact that we're not spending money constantly right now. I'm actually really excited about it. You know, we started doing some paper envelope budgeting a while back. And before that, we had been seriously trying to manage our finances with wisdom and follow the Dave Ramsey method and get our emergency funds set up. And, you know, there was many, 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 many years in my life, really most of my life, where that was never an opportunity or an option for me. But when I met Blaine, he had so much wisdom and it just, he managed his life very different in that way. And I had to make some hard decisions on, on grappling with the way that I spend money. And because of those changes, what I'm experiencing right now is not new. I've been trying my hardest to live on rice and beans and beans and rice so that we can live like nobody else today, and then live like nobody else tomorrow, which is a huge Dave Ramsey quote. You know, it's to really pinch pennies and not fall prey and be a victim of consumerism sets you up for living much better off when you're older. And I'm so grateful every day that Blaine has has gifted me and my family, my my children, and our our future with that. And I'm just mentioning that here because so much of the fear that I would have experienced without him and without that kind of preparedness would have wrecked me. And I think it is wrecking a lot of people. If you're in that situation, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry for all of us that have lost income. I definitely know that it's hard it's hard to see even just a dip in podcast consumption. You know, I've been working my tail off to be able to grow the community of listeners for this podcast and consumption's down about 30%, which that's okay, you know, but those things do sadden me. We work really hard for stuff. And then when unforeseen things happen that we can't control, it almost feels like we're being robbed of something. But what I want you to know is that when you focus on a foundation that really identifies itself with you not being in control of anything in your life anyway, when you really turn everything over to God and you say, look, this is all yours, all of this is yours, 
our freedoms here in America are so much better than what other people experience. And when this first started happening, it made me chuckle. And, you know, this group text with my friends and I was like, look at look at what happens when people start to mess with our freedoms. It doesn't feel great, you know, and I think it's been just a really big eye-opening experience for a lot of people to think about how much their foundation has been shaken because they lean on and depend on them being in control of their circumstances all the time. And for Blaine and I, as, as imperfect as we are at this, it has been a huge emphasis of mine for a long time to make sure that my faith every single day is always in the notion and the belief that everything is already worked out for me. Everything is already worked out for the greater good of God's kingdom. And I had to put that into place a long time ago because anxiety is for real. And when you try and when I tried to meddle my hands deep down and fix everything to where it made me feel better, everything ended up crumbling around me. And though this experience that we're experiencing right now is not at the fault of any of our own doing, it is important that we always remember that our experience on this planet can never be controlled by any number of work or decisions that we make. The only thing that we can do is make sure that the foundation of our lives is rooted in knowing that everything is already planned out and taken care of by our creator. And when you believe in, in that, then you start to prepare for things that could shake you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, physically. When I think every day about how much disease is around us and, and cold and flu seasons before this whole thing happened, my consistency and how I took care of myself was relatively good. Now, there are times when I fall off the turnip truck and into the sugar wagon, and I am all about all the chocolate things because that's my downfall. But I have to keep myself in check. And I know that if I want to be healthy, and I don't want to have chronic illnesses, and I don't want to fall into the trap of this merry-go-round that you can never get off of with medication and pharmaceuticals and just kind of modern medicine that I have to take care of myself. I have to care about what I put in my mouth. And what I'm trying to say with all of this is that you guys have to really understand that the foundation of you, of what you do every single day has got to be supported by a belief not by how much money you make, not by how much food and how much security and how big the house and how many appointments and how much clothes and all of the things. Because at some point, at any point, those things could potentially go away or be put on hold. And so many of us right now are experiencing that. And I just am choosing to believe that we're going to be okay. The one way that I make sure that all of our actions on a weekly basis follow suit is with my great eight. 
You guys hear me talk about the gray eight all the time, but it's this set of fundamental needs that Blaine and I put on a calendar every single week, and that is what we focus on. Blaine and I are really on the same page when it comes to what we're doing with our time and our energy and our spirit and our money. We really, truly, I mean, it's, it's, it's taken a minute. We've been married for four years and there were growing pains for sure. We're, we're relatively yoked in all of these departments, but we have major differences. And so we have to work really, really hard to get on the same page. And that's what the grade eight is. It's a set of weekly tasks that we've developed that help us cope when there's change and a loss of normalcy. You guys, we don't really have normalcy in this house. Blaine works on a rotation. No Monday is ever the same. No Tuesday is ever the same. No day of the week this week will ever look like the same thing next week. Like it just, it doesn't, you know, he's on a rotation. He'll work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then he's off for four days. And then he'll work Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, and then he's off for four days. And then he works Sunday, Tuesday, Friday, or no, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then he's off for four days. And it's just like, it never ends, you guys. So it's like, I've never been able to go to the gym on the same days. I've never been able to work the same consistent hours. It's been a crapshoot since the day he moved in, like rough. And whenever we need the money that I make off of interpreting, and there's pressure for me to make that money. And I'm trying to grow a business so that that allows me to work from home, right? So that I'm not constantly trying to figure out what am I going to do with Bailey because she's been a baby. And I mean, now she's a toddler, but through all of that and Frankie getting her to school and all of the things, I just was like, what, what are we going to do? And that's when we have worked for the past four years at really establishing what these fundamental things are that we're going to focus on every week. And the grade eight for us is, is so, so key in why right now when all of this is happening, we're not really experiencing that much change. We're still doing our grade eight every single week. Does it look a little different? Sure. Date night has to look a little different. Our to-dos they're, they're different. You know, we're not going out, obviously, you know, we're not going to go get our bikes tuned up and we're not going to go to the post office. Like we're not going out and doing things, but we still have things that need to get done that are important that we focus on. You know, our Bible study is, is always there and always has been our Sunday sit down that we do is still there. Working out is absolutely still there. Family night, our personal time, cleaning the house, like these things that are fundamental in our lives have not changed at all. And I think that us putting an emphasis on that being the core of our family, no matter what happens around us, it's always going to be the core of what we do. It's how we get through each day and each week. And we, we developed that together. So I know the loss of normalcy can be really hard, and I want to talk for a minute about how that impacts me as a person who loves schedule and loves routine and and all of the things that I thought would be really hard for me and have been pleasantly surprised. And I'm realizing 
now more than ever that the framework that I am trying to get all of you guys converted to is gold. In a time like this, my framework is supporting me like a backbone. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Everything that I do for me personally, my framework for my day has not changed at all. My framework right now is what's keeping me motivated. It's what's always kept me motivated. Now, every single time I build things into my framework, it looks different. Like I've already mentioned, every week looks different for my family. And maybe you guys are starting to experience that. Things are going to look different for you. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you're not working at all. Maybe you need time to look for jobs because you got laid off. Whatever that looks like, I know that a framework like the one that I use is absolutely supports change. It absolutely supports not having normalcy. There's nothing normal about our life. And before this and during this and and even in the future when things change and we have unexpected circumstances happened to us, you know, and the framework to me is not as structured as even my husband sees it to be. It's really this fluid this fluid opportunity to take what's happening in your life and layer it in a way to where it supports you. I mean, that's really what a framework is. And so every morning I'm doing the same thing. And and then in my morning block with my kids, it looks a lot different now because Frankie's home, but I still have that morning block. All of you guys that are at home right now and you're trying to work at home with your kids, guess what? I've been doing that all along. I've had a baby and then... A, a toddler and she's still a toddler and when I did it with Frankie with um, my event styling business I went through that whole process and then she went to preschool then she went to school and then I had another baby and I'm in that you know Bailey's not in preschool yet and so I do have work that I'm trying to get done and I'm raising kiddos that are home and so Frankie's just joining in in that process with us in the mornings Frankie comes in and we do her homeschooling and we're choosing to go to the garden and incorporate that, which is very Montessori. And she goes to a Montessori school and I'm not doing any work during that time. I know what block of my day I'm getting my work done. And when I'm not in that block, which is is the framework, right? I have these layers in the morning. I do this and then in the wee hours of the morning before my kids wake up. And then after that, I have our our AM block from like eight to noon. And then we have the midday, which is nap or quiet time where Bailey's napping. And that's when I'm working on my work. And I make sure that Frankie is set up with projects that she's looking forward to, with independent play that she's looking forward to, with something that she can do because she loves it and it excites her. And is that more work for me than it used to be? Absolutely. Is that an extra stressor? Absolutely. But I choose to offset that with the overwhelming sense of joy of me getting to spend more time with her every single day. 
I normally ship her off to school and I don't get to see her. I love my kids. I like them. (laughs) Like I like and I love my kids. So I'm happy that she's home. I want to be with her. Yeah, there's more work. And on Sundays now, I'm, I'm prepping to make sure that I have everything that she needs to have for the week done and taken care of so that I'm not fighting with it during the week. And that's what a framework does. My framework says that every Sunday I sit down and I plan for the week ahead so that I'm not scrambling last minute when it's all coming at me. And I hope you guys are starting to envision how this all unfolds in front of you, how when change happens in your life, but you have a foundation that supports you, that you put your framework on, then no matter what you fill in it, Sure, it's going to look different, but it's still going to be a very well-rounded life. Just like a home, you have a foundation and you have the framing. You could put different kinds of insulation. You could put different kinds of drywall, different paint, different exteriors, different roofs. But really, you're still going to have a house no matter what. And everybody's house is going to look different depending on how much money they have and how much time they have and all these different things. But at the end of the day, you still have a strong foundation and you still have four walls around you. And to me, that is a beautiful thing. You can have that too. You absolutely can have that. And this is what I want you to know, what I want you to do today to be able to cope with this change that you're experiencing and the loss of normalcy in your life. I want you to know your fundamental needs. You see all the things that people thought they needed that are gone now have left them scrambling. They're scrambling. What do we do? What do I watch on Netflix? Oh my gosh, I can't go to the store. I can't get my nails done. I can't get my hair done. I can't hang out with my friends. Oh my gosh, I need to run and get all the things because I'm not going to have access to all the things. But maybe you don't need all the things. What do you need? What do you need every single week to support wholesome, to support happiness and joy? What do you need in your life? And I'm talking like sit down and write it out. Good thing for you, which you guys know this, I have a workbook. I have a workbook that takes you through figuring out what your fundamental needs are. Click on the show notes. It will take you right there, your fundamental needs workbook, and fill it out. It has questions that guide you to help you gauge where you're at in each area of your life. And even if you've already done it, if you're scrambling right now and you are frustrated and upset, if you're scared, if you're worried, if you're nervous, if you're a mess, do the workbook again. Use the workbook for where you're at right now. Have it help guide you to what you need to be doing in each area of your life so that you can get out of the current feelings that you're in and into the feelings that you're really hoping to have. The other thing that you need to do after knowing your fundamental needs is you need to plan week by week, or if it is so all over the place for you right now, plan day by day. Day by day is fine. If you have no idea what life looks like from day to day, that's okay. You start there. That's where you're at. And that's what this experience has brought to you. And you can handle it. 
You can absolutely have a good day every single day. You just sit down and you write, this is what I need tomorrow. And so tomorrow, this is what I'm going to do in the morning before my kids get up. This is what I'm going to do with my kids when they wake up. This is what I'm going to do for an even just an hour in the middle of the day. I'm going to set my children up with an activity, a piece of technology, wherever your kids are on the independent scale, if they're if they're napping, if they're not, if they're school-age children and you want them to have technology or not, it doesn't matter. At least give yourself an hour. Or even better, let your kids be bored. Let them go be bored and tell them, when you go to school normally, I'm working and I need to continue working. And so I am here to support you from this time to this time. And I'm here to support you from this time to this time. But I need you to be independent and I need you to be creative from this time to this time because I have to focus on my work. I can set you up with a snack. I can set you up with name and activity that they like. Do you need help figuring out what you would like to do during that time? Would you like to brainstorm with me? Set it up, you guys. Have a plan for your day. Know what you're going to cook for dinner. Let's just be real. A part of your plan needs to be what in the world you're going to cook for dinner because I'm pretty sure 99.9% of you that are listening right now are going to have to pull food out of your freezer because we all did the grocery store run and shoved our refrigerators full and then had to put it all in the freezer. And now we were living off of food from the freezer. So you need to have a plan. You need to know what you're doing every single day. Once you know what your fundamental needs are and you are planning every week or every day, I want you to communicate with your spouse. I want you to start incorporating a practice of communication every single day with your spouse. Now, let me say this. This is not Blaine's favorite thing. It's just not. He's not a communicator. I really am. And he would rather sit down and have a talk about things once a week. And so that's why we have a Sunday sit down. We really do like a check in. Hey, what's up? What's going on? What's the schedule look like? What do you need? All the things on Sundays. But right now, things things change a little bit more rapidly. So we are just doing a very light conversation if we need something extra. But for you guys that maybe don't have this practice in place, please make sure that you're talking to your spouses every single day. Tell them, hey, I think it would be really beneficial for us if we had 15 minutes every night. You can even start with five minutes if they're like super against it. Can we have five minutes every single night to sit down and talk about what our experiences were today and how we'd like for it to look tomorrow, how we would like for it to be better? Is there something that we could do different? Whatever that may be, I just want you guys to be communicating with your spouse so that you can be on the same page. And the last thing that I want you to do is I want you to lean into what's working. If something is working for you right now, do more of that. I don't, I really could care less if you are getting an enormous amount of pressure from all the other moms of the kids that are in your children's class about how many times a day you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. If that's not working for you, don't do it. 
Just don't do it, you guys. You know what's working for you. And it's okay to lean into that. You have intuition for a reason. And you are the mother to your children for a reason. You know what they need. And you know what your business needs. You know what your family needs. You know what you should be doing right now. And I want you to lean into that. So let me just recap. There are four things. Know your fundamental needs. Plan week by week or day by day. Communicate with your spouse regularly so you're on the same page. And lean in to what's working. If you're really struggling, really, really struggling, like you're experiencing depression, isolation, major anxiety, you're crying, you're fearful, I have a set of journaling prompts that I want you to do. You don't have to write them down from this podcast episode. They are all linked in the show notes. You just open up the blog post and they will all be there. Scroll down to the bottom and you will see a set of questions for you to journal. The biggest disclaimer to all of this is if you are experiencing all those feelings, I want you to do a really good hard check on how much media you're absorbing. Things are changing very rapidly around us right now and that's okay. So I know you're going to want to check in to your news sources and your media sources often. But what I would suggest is if you are really struggling with the current climate that we're living in, is that you ask someone that's close to you and that you trust to please let you know when there's been an urgent change. And other than that, unplug yourself from media. The fear tactics are huge. I went to a basic English course, creative writing. I don't even know what it was. It was like the class that you have to take before you get into like English 101 in college back in the day. And we had to do a lot of work and a lot of research on marketing and media. And there's a science to it, you guys. And if you are susceptible emotionally, mentally, spiritually susceptible to the negativity and the fear that comes out of media, social media, news, all of all of those sources, then you really need to limit how much you allow yourself to look. I know with me and my friends, there's I've just told them, hey guys, like I don't ever look like I never look. <laughs> Ever. I just don't. I don't watch the news. I just don't. And so they're going to have to tell me when something happens. I've been educating myself, um, but I really don't. I don't look on a regular basis. And so I just told them, hey, can you guys give me a heads up if like I'm supposed to know something? And you can do that for yourself too. So with that set aside, here are the journaling prompts that you can do. The first question that you can ask yourself is, why are you hurting? What is hurting? Where is that pain coming from? When you really sit down and you look at it, why are you hurting? Then you can ask yourself, what are your fears? 
what are you afraid of right now? When you sit down and you start to write out what all of your fears are, you can sit and look at how rational or irrational they are. I have my own set of fears and they always come to me when Blaine's on shift and when the sun goes down and I'm home alone and just these specific set of fears come up every single time. And sometimes they start to overwhelm me. And so I sit down and I have a conversation with my fears and I pray, but I just always ask myself, is this rational or is this me letting my imagination run wild? Our imagination and our mind come up with some crazy things. So I want you to write down what your fears are. The other question that I want you to journal is, what do I need to survive? If you're really having a hard time right now and some legitimate hardships are happening to you, which is an absolute understandable reason for you to feel all the feelings that you're feeling, I want you to write down, make a list, what do I need to survive? If you don't know the minimum number of the amount of money that you need in your bank account to survive, go there, look, figure it out. What do you need to be able to survive? The next question I want you to ask is, what would it take for me to not feel this way? If you're having feelings that are overwhelming, what would it take for you to not feel that way? Would it take your kids being back in school? Would it take more Netflix? Would it take more money? What would it take for you to not feel the feelings that you have? I also want you to write down what is it specifically that is stopping you from feeling joy in this moment? Why are you not experiencing happiness? Why are you not smiling and laughing and experiencing joy? What is stopping you? And lastly, I want you to write down everything that you are in control of. What are you and you alone able to 100% dictate? If no one else had any influence, what would the one thing be that you could decide and determine? Are there several things each day that you are completely in control of? Like your attitude, your schedule for the day, the choices that you make, how much exercise you do, how much TV you watch, how many books you read, how much sugar you eat, how much water you drink, how much sunshine you get. What are you in control of? These questions are a really powerful way for you to check in and gain an understanding of where your overall attitude and feelings are truly coming from. And I think most of the time, if any of you have ever practiced journaling, you understand 
how therapeutic it is because there's nothing to hide. And sometimes just getting it out of your head and your heart and onto paper is enough. And when that doesn't work and they creep up, do this again. I want you to write down every single day and repeat to yourself every single time these thoughts come up and turn negative, that even though life seems and feels unpredictable right now, that you are in complete control of the way that you feel and the way that you perceive and the way that you make decisions. You absolutely are control of are in control of what your day looks like right now. You might not be in control of how much money you're making. You might not be in control of how often you get to leave the house or how much time you get to spend with friends. You might not be in control of whether or not your kids can go to school, but you are in control of everything that you're doing within your own house. Use that to guide you right now. Use this opportunity download the workbook, figure out what your fundamental needs are, and really start to build a foundation so that regardless of whether or not things go back to, in air quotes, normal, or we find a new normal, you begin to do life every day with an understanding that your fundamental needs are the absolute core of what you're doing every single day. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.